I'm excited about it. Luke chapter 9, verse 12 says, Now the day began to wear away, and the twelve came and said to him, Send the crowd away into the surrounding villages and countryside to find lodging and get provisions, for we are here in a desolate place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. They said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people, for there were about 5,000 men. He said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. And they did so, and he had them all sit down. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing over them. And then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And what was left over was picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces. When they gave it to him, it was two fish and five loaves. When he got through with it, it was 12 baskets left over. Here's the topic of today's teaching, and I really want you to receive this with prophetic implications. This, receive it as God's word for you. As you step into this new year, here it is, flip it. Somebody shout flip it. Flip it. <laughs> I recently became introduced to a reality show about real estate on HGTV <laughs> called Flip or Flop. And this show exposes the audience to the experiences of a married couple in Orange County who find real estate that others have ignored, overlooked, abandoned, and or lost. And they acquire the asset, improve the asset and sell the asset for profit. They engage in flipping, which is a term used to describe the acquiring of an asset and the subsequent resale for profit. And Shakespeare says there are sermons in stories and sermons even in shows. And I saw a revelation from this reality show about real estate that applies to real life. I saw that flipping is not just a business skill. Flipping should be a life skill. Those who live well have learned to flip well. They have learned to take what comes into their life one way, improve it, rehab it, renovate it, and it be worth one thing when it gets to them, but another thing when they get through with it. When you learn the skill of flipping, you can take what initially feels like a liability and you can turn it into an asset. And I can say this with confidence because your creator is a flipper. Your heavenly father is a flipper. 
as a matter of fact, the only reason many of us are still sane in the membrane here in 2022 is because he flipped some things. They came into your life one way, but when he put his hand on it, what the enemy meant for evil, liability. God worked it for your good. It's an asset. And I want somebody to make the enemy upset tonight and praise God for everything he flipped in 2022. I'm loud because he flipped it. I'm shouting because he flipped it. I'm clapping because he flipped it. I shouldn't even be here, but God flipped it. He turned my mourning into dancing. He flipped it. He gave me the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He flipped it. And those of us who have been made in his image and in his likeness have the capability and the capacity to flip things also. Yep, law first mentioned. We see this with the first human species in the book of Genesis. The Bible is clear. Come home. I'm going to see if you're paying attention, class. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful. Come on, that's a good church right there. I'm going to read it one more time. I said, and God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. He said, I need to give you instruction and permission to do something you got the capability to do, but won't do unless I instruct you to it. Did you hear what I just said? He says, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Wait a minute. So God says to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Now a reductionist, fundamentalist, exegesis of this scripture will limit it to simply procreation. We know that's an inaccurate interpretation because all throughout scripture, you see women who can't procreate. So what he is saying to us metaphorically through this passage is, I gave you Eden and it's empty but I put something on the inside of you to fill an empty thing. You missed it. He said, fill it, it's in the text. Be fruitful and multiply and fill it. Okay, here it is for my note takers. This is what I want you to see. See this example in the, are y'all ready for this? I don't think you are. I said, are you ready for this? I can't tell by your response in the lobby. Are you ready for this? Okay, here it is. What God says to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden is an indication of this. What God gives you is not what he intends for you to have. What God gives you is what he intends for you to flip. I'm going to come to this side. I said whatever God gives you is not what he intends for you to have. Whatever he gives you is what he intends for you to flip. And some of us have anxiety and disappointment because it looked like you only got two fish and five loaves of bread. And God's like, that's not what I want you to have. That's what I want you to flip. 
That's not your harvest. That's your seed. And I got a word for change tonight. I don't know what's coming in your life in 2023, but I got two words for you. Whatever comes your way, flip it. Take the pain and flip it. Take the loss and flip it. Take the divorce and flip it. Take the mistake and flip it. Take the heartache and flip it. What the devil meant for evil, flip So when people are observing you enduring hard seasons and they ask you that quintessential question, what are you going to do? Just tell them, I'm going to flip it. What are you going to do now? I'm going to flip it. Because God would not tell me to be fruitful and multiply unless the multiplier was in me. But I needed a word to get a revelation that I got the capability to do something I didn't know I could do. Flip it with tears in your eyes. Flip it with confusion in your mind. Flip it when people walk out the door. Flip it. And if we want a powerful picture of what this looks like in action, Jesus gives us an example of how to flip things here in this passage in Luke. This text exposes us to an experience that Jesus has after he just finished a time of teaching with 5,000 men, not counting women and children. And after Jesus has been teaching them all day long, they're famished. They're hungry. So Jesus' apprentices, his disciples, come to him and say, now listen, we need to send these people away. We don't have the provision for this problem. And Jesus said, nah, you feed them. They see a problem, and their initial response is, I need to send this problem away. And sometimes, that's you and I's initial response. We run into a problem, and our desire is for Jesus to send it away. Our prayer is to Jesus. They made a request of Jesus to send it away. And sometimes we make requests of Jesus to send it away. And Jesus is like, there are some things I can't send away because I sent it your way. He says, we're not sending this away because I sent this. He says, so you can't rebuke me. You can't bind me. You can't loose me because there are some problems that I allow to come into your proximity because there are things I'm going to send you in a certain season that you need to know before you get to the next 
He says, so my providence is at work, even in your problems. That I'm so much God that I even make sure your problems come at the right time. I'm sovereign like that. No, no, no. He said, the the problem is us and God don't always agree. On the time. But God's <laughs> but God's like, I'm so much God, I am so sovereign that I even arrange for you to experience certain problems at the best time for you to experience them. We just don't always agree about the best time. He says, I'm sending you certain problems. Watch this. Because there are certain things you need to learn in this season. So you will know them in the next. He says, what you're learning in this season, not for this season. What you're learning in this season for the next because you don't want to get to the next and you need to know it and you're trying to learn it. Did you hear what I just said? Just, I don't want you to get to the next season and you need to know it and you're trying to learn it. So I'm going to send you the lion and the bear and you're going to say this bad timing but you don't know I'm using the lion and the bear to cultivate the confidence in you so that when you have to deal with Goliath, you have no doubts. Because you know something in this season because of what you went through and I don't know. Is there anybody here that's honest enough to say, if you would have had this year you just had in 2022, 10 years ago, you would have literally lost your mind, but God knew the right time to release I, I, got, I, got, I got a few minutes. Uh, can I take it? Can I push this just a little further here? I said, do I have your permission to push this just a little further? Now, this is going to shake your theological tree. But if I'm not shaking your theological tree, there's no need for me to be here in Atlanta. Which means if you only know the same thing you knew before I got here, then why did I come? It, 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 are, are you hearing what I'm saying? God's so sovereign. His sovereignty is even seen in your mistakes. Y'all not ready for that, are you? Oh, I can prove it to you. Uh, Abraham made a mistake, and the fruit of that mistake was called Ishmael. Got me? Then Abraham has a son, Isaac. Isaac has a son, Jacob. Jacob has a son, Joseph. Joseph deals with jealousy from his brothers, literally gets put in a pit where they expect him to die. They're literally considering killing him until one of his brothers, Judah, I don't have time to bother that, which means praise, saved his life. Praise got him out the pit. Did you hear what I just said? You want me to be quiet, but praise is the thing that got me out of my low place. 
Praise is the thing that broke my downward spiral. Praise got me out of the pit. But listen to this, Judah sees the Ishmaelites coming and say, no, 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 let's not kill them. Let's just sell them to the Ishmaelites. Wait a minute. So Joseph is taken by the Ishmaelites, sold into slavery, begins to work for a man named Potiphar, is falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, goes into prison, comes out of prison, interprets Pharaoh's dream, then gets positioned as the prime minister of Egypt and saved his family from the famine. But none of that happens without a mistake. Because it's the Ishmaelites who come from the lineage of Ishmael. So if Ishmael didn't exist, the Ishmaelites wouldn't exist. And if the Ishmaelites didn't exist, Joseph couldn't be rescued out of the pit. Because God, who's a flipper, will take the mistakes of your past and use the mistakes of your past as transportation to your future. He say, I'm so much God, even when the devil tries to use your mistakes, I'm going to flip your own mistakes. See, can I push it just a little further? I got 13 minutes. I, uh, see, um, the Bible talks about this concept of, and a lot of us, and it's not our fault, we just haven't been in spaces where we've had the, the time to work this out. But it's, the Bible talks about this concept of recompense and vengeance. And Christians, we really haven't spent time unpacking what that really means. You know, because we can interpret vengeance and recompense as God killing people that mess with us. Right? <laughs> Get them, Jesus. <laughs> and we limit the concept of recompense to humans and not the enemy. But everybody got to pay, including the devil. Got me? Yes. Now, recompense and vengeance is not God engaging in evil acts to punish those that cause us pain. It is God empowering you to succeed in spite of it and then putting them in close proximity where they have to watch it their punishment is having to watch you win he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies in 2023 they getting ready to watch you eat Watch me eat. 
So Jesus says, give them something to eat. Say, you give them something to eat. The disciples say, we can't. I only have two fish and five loaves. Jesus said, bring it to me. He said, I'm going to show you how you don't need more to have more. He said, oh, you don't know what to do with that. Bring it to me. And watch what he does. They bring it to Jesus. And the text says this. Please don't miss this. Text says, the first thing he did, he didn't look at the bread. He looked up to heaven. He didn't look at the bread. He looked up to heaven. Whether or not we're able to flip or multiply some things is based on what you're looking at. If you only look at the bread, you won't see enough. But if you look to heaven, you will see more than enough. He looked up, and this is what he said. Bible says he gave thanks for it. He's got 5,000 men to feed, not counting women and children. He's only got two fish and five loaves. And he takes that not enough. And the first thing he says is thank you. The very thing that many of us would have been complaining about. He looks up to heaven and said, thank you. <laughs> the very thing that would have stressed us out. He looks at the very thing that would have been a source of our strength. And the first thing he says is thank you. Because multiplication cannot happen without appreciation for what you currently possess. Listen to me. Gratitude is the seed for more. You will never have to worry about more if you learn how to be grateful for what you have. When God finds grateful people, God starts getting uniquely generous. He said, oh, you thankful for that? Well, watch this. Watch what happens. Y'all okay? I got eight minutes. Don't hold your amens. Here it is. Text says, he blessed it. Then it says, he broke it. Then it says, he gave it away. He blessed it. Then he broke it. Then he gave it away. Okay. Notice the order. He blessed it. Then he broke it. Then he gave it away. As long as the two fish and the five loaves were whole, they were limited in how they could be distributed. But the multiplication came on the other side of the brokenness. But the brokenness didn't happen until he blessed you. The brokenness isn't to break you. The brokenness is an indication that he's blessed you because he always blesses before he breaks because the blessing helps you handle the breaking.
Did you hear what I just said? He, he said, watch this now. The multiplication came on the other side of the breaking. So he was able to use the fish and the bread in a way that he couldn't before it was broken. And there are places you can be used that I can't because you've been broken in areas. I haven't. Did you hear what I just said? I am telling you right now, for those of you that are having problems, this is no foolproof method, but for those of you that are having problems, identifying purpose. Identify your greatest source of pain. Because where the enemy attacks you the most is the area he's most afraid of you getting together. And we got to make a decision that we're going to turn the misery into ministry. See, I don't know about y'all. I know some of you, you're perfected in your sanctification, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still undergoing it. And so I still got a little get back in me. See, let me go to this side because y'all just judge me right here. I got a little get back in me. So I have to exercise restraint. You know what I mean? People be talking slick. I got to exercise restraint, you know? It's like, uh, it's like you, you got that keyboard courage. Let me, let me exercise restraint. You wouldn't say that in my face, but let, let me exercise restraint. That applies even to the devil. You not gonna put me through pain and not pay me. Devil, you got to give me some compensation for this agitation that I have gone through in 2022. So this is what I'm going to do. Once I get out of this grip that you had on me, I'm not staying out. I'm going back in and I'm getting everybody that want to be free. Jesus, I'm almost done. I got four minutes. Y'all all right? Here it is. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus breaks it. And after everybody's eaten, it's 12 baskets left over. Now, Luke is a physician. So he writes with detail. In my mind, it's like, why do I need to know it's 12 baskets? But Luke who's detailed in his writing, make sure I know it's 12 baskets. And I start thinking about that thing. And I start thinking about that thing some more. And I realize that there are 12 disciples. So I don't know, cause Luke doesn't say, but I'm wondering where the 12 baskets went. They probably went to the 12 disciples. Because Jesus is like, there's no way. I'm going to let you feed everybody else. <laughs> and you go home hungry. There's no way. I'm going to let you bless all these people. And I'm not turn around and bless you. I will be a debtor to no one. And one thing you won't do is outgive God. 
Watch this. So he gave it to Jesus one way and one amount. But when Jesus got through with it, it was another amount. Jesus flipped it. I'm going to just share this one thing with you and I'm done. In my two minutes, here it is. I'm on time today. Here it is. <laughs> Probably because I'm tired. Here it is. <laughs> here it is. I, Jesus flipped it without any instruction. He thanked God for it, but never asked God what to do with it. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? He didn't ask God for instruction because God trusted his innovation. Sometimes God's silence isn't an indication of his anger. Sometimes God's silence is an indication of his trust. He's saying, I don't have to talk to you about that because you got it. I got to go. But I want to tell somebody in here that you need to get the kind of confidence in yourself that God has in you because sometimes he's like, I'm not telling you how to figure that out. You got it. I'm not telling you how to fix that. You got it. I'm not telling you how to turn that around. You got it. I put it on the inside of you. So you got it. You got it. So he said, when you don't have it, I'll talk to you. But I'm not talking because I, I trust your decision making. I'm not talking because I know all I got to do is give you the instruction to flip it. And I've given you the anointing of ingenuity to figure it out. God specializes on what? He's very stingy with hows. God will give you a lot of what's. He won't give you a lot of hows. Because you got it in you to figure it out. Even with the churches we started, God's given me a lot of what's. Not a lot of hows. You got it. It's not independence. It is a recognition that God answered some of your prayers before you prayed them by how he made you. It's like, God, I got this financial problem. He said, I answered that already. With how I made you. You flip it. He told Adam and Eve, you be fruitful. 
you multiply. Meaning it's going to take intentionality to do this. If I don't tell you to do this, you will have the capacity to and you won't. I'm done, Tario. My time's up. I'm on time. And maybe we haven't advanced in previous years the way we wanted and needed to because you've been waiting on God to flip something that he's not going to flip. He says, even my ability, my commitment to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think, keep reading. According to the power that is at work in you. You flip it. And this year, I want you to flip every opportunity. Watch this. Because some people don't flip opportunities because they look like two fish and five loaves of bread opportunities. And for some people, when it's small, they don't give it they all. You questioning my goodness, I will sing of the goodness of God. You're questioning my goodness when my goodness is demonstrated in the ability I gave you. It's a two fish and five loaves of bread opportunity, but treat it like David treated the opportunity to be a musician for Saul. He had the anointing to be king, but the first job offer he got was to be a musician. He went in there as a musician, came out of that thing owning it. Because when you have a, multipli a multiplier's mindset, you say, I may come in this thing one way, but they never should have let me in the building because when I get through, So because it's two fish and five loaves, people miss it. They minimize it. But this year, I don't know. I don't make false promises. I don't tell you what I at least think God is telling me. I'm not saying this year is going to be a year of ease. I'm saying it could be an amazing year. This past year for my family and I has been amazing, but it's been hard. The last three or four months have been the hardest that it's been in a long time. But it's still been one of the best years of our life because I can't control some of the stuff that come my way. I can't control if I flip it or not. And God would not give you and I the command to multiply if the multiplier wasn't in you. Look at me. It's in you. Everything you need to bring the dream to pass in your heart is in there. You flip every opportunity and you flip every ability God gave you. Did you hear what I just said? See, 
Gifts and callings are without repentance. So the devil can't ungift you. But he can blind you to the gift you've been given. He can cause you to underestimate what you have and sit in apathy. Even the best dealt with it, even a spiritual son of Paul named Timothy did. So his apostolic father had to come to him and say, stir up the gift. He says, this is, under, this is underutilized and unused. You stir it up. This year, whatever comes your way, this is my prayer. If you remember nothing else from this sermon, is that you remember two words. Flip it. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming, coming, coming. I said it's coming, coming, coming. Though the night, y'all not hearing me. Though the night may seem weary, joy is coming, coming, coming in the morning. All praise to King Jesus, cause I know joy is coming. Though the night may seem weary, Joy is coming, coming, coming in the morning. All praise to King Jesus, cause I know joy is coming. Yes, joy is coming. Clap those hands, everybody. I'm in it grateful you came to God's house tonight. Hey, I want to thank you for watching. And I want to encourage you to subscribe to this channel so that you don't miss any of our streams and any of our videos. All right, if this message bless you, do me a favor, share it with somebody else. I'll see you next time.